You are listening to a message that was given at Living Word Chapel, Oracle, Arizona. It is our hope and prayer that God will use this message to speak to you and enrich your life. For more information, visit lwcoracle.org. One of the things that I love about God, and I absolutely love this about God, is the people that he uses to fulfill his plan will blow us away. You know, none of us are deserving of his goodness, and yet he gives his goodness anyway. Last week, we started this series in the book of Joshua, and we found that Joshua was called to go into our uncharted territory, into places that he had never been before, and he would lead God's people to these places. It would bring anxiety, great difficulty, fear, and all the things that come with going to places that we've never ventured into. But what he would find is that God would be faithful no matter where he would put his feet on, no matter where he would step, that God would be with him every step of the way. And so we move into chapter 2 as the Lord had, uh, had led Joshua. And, we, and in chapter 2, we find the story of a shady lady, a person that you would never think would be used by God, but she was handpicked by God to, to play a part in everything that God was going to do there in the next step for the Israelites and what was going to happen even as the whole Bible narrative plays out. You see Rahab, which is her name, she would be a part of the great plan of God. She would actually be in the lineage of Jesus. She would be a part of the family of the Messiah. And in that, what what I find, and I think this is incredible, is that Jesus not only came for sinners, but as hard as it is for us to grasp, Jesus came from sinners. And, and because of his amazing grace, the, the perfect one, the one that, that would fulfill everything that we could not do, he would save people. And so he uses individuals like, like Rahab. He uses people that are, that are from, from you know, the, the greatest uh, uh, places of difficulties and failures. And it gives me hope. It gives us hope that, that he has hand-selected some of us from places of, of despair, from places of, of even maybe accusations where, where you have done things that, that are not worthy of the things of God, but because God is so good, he will give us lessons of faith from a shady lady. And that's what we're going to look at today. So we're opening up chapter 2 of Joshua, and this is how it goes. It says, Joshua secretly sent out two spies from the Israelite camp at the Acacia Grove, and he instructed them, scout out the land on the other side of the Jordan River, especially around Jericho. So the two men set out and came to the house of a prostitute named Rahab and stayed there that night. But someone told the king of Jericho, some Israelites have come here tonight to spy out the land. So the king of Jericho sent orders to Rahab. Bring out the men who have come into your house, for they have come here to spy out the whole land. 
Rahab had hidden the two men, but she replied, yes, the men were here earlier, but I didn't know where they were from. They left the town at dusk as the gates were about to close. I don't know where they went. If you hurry, you can probably catch up with them. Actually, she had taken them up to the roof and hidden them beneath bundles of flax she had laid out. So the king's men went looking for the spies along with the road, along the road leading to the shallow crossings of the Jordan River. And as soon as the king's men had left, the gate of Jericho was shut. When the gates began to shut, there was an opening of faith opportunity in Rahab's life. And, and this, just think about, here, here's a woman that was a prostitute. Here's a woman of ill repute that was going to be opening her heart and opening her house, not to the things that were against God, but actually the things that were for the plan of God. And when we get into chapter 11 of Hebrews, one of the things that stands out is that they talk about the hall of fame of faith. And there's a shady lady that's in the hall of fame of faith. Her name is Rahab. When we look at chapter 2 of, of, uh, of Matthew, or chapter 1, in the genealogy of Jesus Christ, we see Rahab's name listed there. And it reminds me of the, the quote uh, by August uh, von Schlagel. And, and this is what, what he said. In actual life, every great enterprise begins with and takes its first forward step in faith. Isn't that amazing that, that every great endeavor in our life, any, every great thing that we do, it begins and it takes its first forward step in faith. That was exactly what would take place in Rahab's life. There was a step of faith that she would take to hide these men that were sent from, from God's hand into the place that he was going to come and move amongst the people. And so we learned three lessons of faith from Rahab. We, we learned three lessons of faith from a shady lady. And here's the first. The first lesson is the basis of faith. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 and 2 says this. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Through their faith, the people in days of old earned a good reputation. And here's what we learn. Here's something that's vitally important for us to grab a hold of is that bib biblical faith is based on three things. It's based on knowledge. It's knowing who we're trusting. It's based on data. In other words, you can actually look at what and you can measure what is being done. And it's based on evidence. We need proof that what we are believing in is worthy of our faith. Rahab teaches us the basis of faith because she got a true knowledge of God. She had an estimated data of what God was doing in and through his people, and she had evidence that God was all-powerful. You see, the foundation of our faith, this is important for us to, to, to really grab a hold of, the foundation of our faith rests on an all-powerful God. 
And it's the difference between religion and relationship because religion is what we can do for God. A relationship through Jesus Christ is what God has done for us. God has done powerful things for us because he's an all-powerful God. We can never do anything for him because there's no power in us. So a knowledge of God understands that God is powerful. And he has always manifested his power. He's always manifested his miracles. When Jesus came to the earth, his fame spread across all the land because of the power and the miracles that came from him and through him. In fact, the religious leader Nicodemus, if you look at John chapter 3, Nicodemus came to Jesus by night and he said, we know that you have come from God because no one can do the things that you do unless God is with them. Wherever God is, miracles happen. With with God, there are signs and wonders. And these signs and wonders, they bring a a, a holy fear, a, a, a reverent humility, and an awakening to our soul. When God is in our midst you know because great things are going to happen. And it takes, we, it takes us a step back because we know that this is a mighty, mighty God. And that's exactly what was going on. And, and, and with Jesus, the talk about him spread all over the land, that great things were coming. Could this be the Messiah? Now, when we rewind to Joshua, that's exactly what was happening through the works that God was doing through Joshua. And this is what, what we find in, in chapter 2. As we continue, verse 8, it says, Before the spies went to sleep that night, Rahab went up on the roof to talk with them. I know the Lord has given you this land, she told them, and we are all afraid of you. Everyone in the land is living in terror, for we have heard how the Lord made a dry path for you through the Red Sea when you left Egypt. And we know that what you did in Sihon and Og, the, the two Amorite kings east of the Jordan River, whose people you completely destroyed. Now, what really stands out to me here, and it should really be uh, something that you grab a hold of, is that Rahab was used to going up on a roof with guys, but it was nothing like this. Tonight was going to be different. Tonight, she would have a different lens and a different perspective. She began to recognize the mighty hand of the Lord. Yahweh was in her lens. Yahweh has given you the land, she said. Yahweh is with you. And she said, we are afraid because Yahweh is a great great God. And he's opened up the Red Sea and he has empowered you to defeat your enemies. And so the, the, the writer of Proverbs helps us in Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10. He says, the fear of the Lord is a foundation of wisdom. Knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment. Wisdom, because you acknowledge his majesty, his sovereignty, his omnipotent power. He's God and there's nothing that he can't do. And, and, and I, want, I just want for someone to grab a hold of this because I believe that there's someone that there are things in front of you that are impossible for you, but they are not impossible for God. You see, God is able to do what we could never do on our own. God is able to do what no person can do even, they come, even if they come alongside of you. God is able to do what no finance can do for you. God is omnipotent. 
And that's what Rahab found out. She found out that there was an, uh, an omnipotent God who could do things that no person could do. When you, when you get this wisdom, the, the, the foundation of wisdom is, is the fear of God. You understand that life around you begins and ends with God. And there's nothing that he can't do. There's nothing that is impossible for him. And it takes us from, from this basis of faith, this foundation of faith to know his majesty to the second faith lesson that we learn, and that is the conviction of faith. To, to have a conviction is to have a strong belief. And you have a strong belief in the majesty of God. The psalmist put it like this. He said, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Majestic, beautiful, the grandness of God. And, and when you begin to look at this lens, that, that, that it's a lens of faith where you see the majesty of God, it changes everything. Rahab confessed the majesty of God. In verse 11, it says, No wonder our hearts have melted in fear, for no one has the courage to fight after hearing such things. For the Lord your God is the supreme God of the heavens above and the earth below. Here's a pagan Canaanite prostitute confessing that there's no one like the God of Israel. Why? Because her convictions lead her to declare that there is nobody like the Lord. And, and not only is this a basis of, of, of faith, which means a true knowledge filled with a measurable data, but it, 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 it comes with her having evidence, evidence that, that God is real and evidence is, is in her midst with God's people. There, she's understanding that God is real. And that's the, the third faith lesson that we see here. It's the evidence of faith. You ever said something like, God, if you're real, show me. I think that every person that comes to faith comes through that declaration. God, if, if you're real, show me. You know, we cry out in desperate times. And, and Rahab's story is a perfect example that God always shows up. I don't know for you, but for me, God came at a place of desperation. God sent his people to, into my life at a place when I was in despair, at a place when, when I needed to know that there was someone bigger than me, that there was a creator and that one that could restore my brokenness in my life. And, and I remember the people that, that, that came into my life that were sent by God, that spoke the things into my life that I needed to hear, and only God could speak to me. And that's exactly what Rahab was going to find out. You know, I don't know what Rahab might have been dealing with in her life, but her living as a prostitute, the possibilities are endless. Just think about this. Sexual intimacy is the only place that we become one with the person that we lie with. So, so the countless emotional, physical, and spiritual demons that every person has outside of God attach themselves to the person that you're lying with. That's exactly what was going on in Rahab's life. All these things had attached themselves to her. 
And Rahab was probably a mess. Her emotional, her physical, her spiritual health needed to be restored. And the evidence of faith was going to be brought into her life. Because when we get to this place and we realize who we are outside of God, we cry for the mercy of God. We come to the place that we say, Lord, I'm not even worthy because of all the things that I've done. But if you're real, if you're real, show me. And if you will show me, I will change my life. See, faith comes with repentance. True faith comes with a, where we turn away from our lives being lived independently of God to a life that we put in dependency of our Savior. And Rahab came to the place that she, she heard about the great things that God had done. She knew that God had opened up the Red Sea. She knew what, he, what God was doing through his people in destroying all the other empires that were around them. And she cried out for the mercy of God upon her and her family. In verse 12, she says to the spies, Now swear to me by the Lord that you will be kind to me. And my family, since I have helped you, give, give me some guarantee that when Jericho is conquered, you will let me live along with my father and mother, my brothers and sisters, and all their families. You see, the faith in God is not satisfied with just knowing about God or even being convicted that God is real and powerful. But it, faith in God and the evidence of that, we seek the shelter of, of the Lord. We seek for him to, to protect us, for him to, to be our strong tower. Look at what Rahab said. When, when Jericho is conquered, that's faith. She was believing that, that her, her empire, her refuge was going to be conquered. She said, let my family live. It's an evidence of faith. And look at what the writer of Hebrews said. I, I just love it. When he talks about Rahab, when he looks back through the lens of faith in the New Testament, it says, it was by faith that Rahab the prostitute was not destroyed with the people in her city who refused to obey God, for she had given a friendly welcome to the spies. It's an evidence of faith that the shady lady was not destroyed. And all of us, every single one of us has a past. Every single one of us has done something that is unworthy of God's goodness. But because of him, because of how good he is, because Joshua, Yeshua, was going to go and conquer the promised land, God made room for grace for this person that didn't deserve it. Of all the people in Jericho that the spies could have gone to, they went to the home of a prostitute, not for the reason that all the other men went there, but for the reason that God wanted to save her soul. And here's what I want you to know. God wants to save your soul. God wants to save your family. God wants to be your strong tower. He wants to be your refuge in the time of difficulty, in the uncharted territories of life, in those places that we've never been before, the, the difficult places, the place of fear, the place of anxiety. 
Jesus Christ wants to be your refuge. And as hard as life is, as difficult as your circumstance is right now, as, as, as horrific as your past has been, when you think, how could God love me? I'm so unworthy. God loves you because he's worthy. He loved you before you ever did anything right. And he lo- he'll love you even when you do things wrong. That's a God that we serve. That's a God that Rahab would meet. And later on, she'd marry Salmon. And later on, she would be this woman of faith. As hard as your life has been, God has made it very easy for you to find your peace. He's made it very easy for you to find your strength. He's made it very easy for you to find restoration. Because your restoration, your strength, and your peace doesn't come from you. It comes from Jesus. And Jesus is here for you. And your faith is as easy as A, B, C. See, you have to admit. You have to admit that, 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 that you're a sinner. See, Rahab had to come to the place that she admits that she was a prostitute, that she'd given her heart to everybody else, but everyone else, every man had abused her. You have to believe in someone greater than you. You have to believe in Jesus Christ. Rahab put her faith in God. She said, I believe that these things are going to happen. I believe that the God of Israel is majestic. He's bigger than anyone. And Jesus came to reveal this God. And you've got to confess him as your Lord. You've got to choose to follow him from this day forward. And many of you haven't. Some of you haven't. I just believe that there are some of you that are waiting to to welcome faith in Jesus today. And so I'm going to lead you in this prayer right now. And I believe that you're going to trust in him. God, I come to you today. I admit that I am a sinner. I admit that I have done life on my own and and made so many mistakes, Lord. And I'm I'm, I'm truly sorry for those things. I I choose to to repent, to turn away from, from my life being lived independently of you from my thoughts being uh, lived out, thinking of things except for you. Today, I turn to you and I come back. I believe in Jesus today. I believe that he went to the cross at Calvary and he died for every single one of my sins that I've ever committed, the ones that I'm committing right now and the ones that I'll commit in the future. I believe that I'll be set free because of him going to the cross. And I believe he rose from the dead on the third day so that I can have life just like he's alive. And so I confess him as my Lord. I choose to follow him from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, you are a child of God. If this is the first time you put your faith in God, your refuge is secure in Jesus Christ. And we are so excited. We are just rejoicing with you. We're excited for you. And no matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, no matter how bad you've messed up, 
There is restoration for you today. There is transformation for you today. And that transformation comes through Yeshua. It comes through Jesus Christ. And so we're like, woohoo, thank the Lord for what you've done. We are a church that wants to come alongside at Living Word Chapel. We want to love, empower, and transform you through the living word. This is what changes us. Through the Holy Spirit, the word of God changes our lives. And so we just love you. We're pouring the grace of God upon your life. And we want you to know that God has an amazing plan for you. If you think Rahab was an amazing testimony of God's goodness, put your name there. Whether it's James or John or Steve or Sherry or Susan or Debbie, whatever your name is, God today is changing your life. So God bless you. Have a wonderful week. This has been a message from Living Word Chapel. We hope that you've been blessed by it. Make sure you check out lwcoracle.org for more information.